Actively working with our dreams can facilitate immense healing and integrate lost parts of ourselves, creating much more presence and less reactivity in our everyday life. On this week's episode of Tune In with Marcy, I'm exploring the power of dreams to heal. I discuss a powerful client story where a single dream healed an unhealthy relationship dynamic. You don't want to miss this. I talk about how soul loss and the way that it relates to our dreams. I discuss five ways dream work creates both instant and long-term transformation and how to start working with your dreams to support deep healing right now. I'm Marcy Moberg, and this is Tune In with Marcy, a podcast devoted to exploring what it means to reconnect to our intuitive nature. Hi there, and welcome to Tune In with Marcy. I'm your host, intuitive coach and healer, Marcy Moberg, and I'm really happy that you're joining me today. This week, I'm wrapping up a multi-episode focus on the magic of dreams. This is a topic I am so passionate about. Uh, If you've missed the previous episodes, please make sure to go back and listen to episode 46 and 47, where I explored how we receive dream messages and about meeting our spirit guides in dreams. I've actually received... Uh, quite a bit of really great feedback from those episodes, including some people who had ahas that they have been meeting a guide in their dreams for a really long time, and they had no idea until they listened to this episode. So definitely go back and listen to them. Okay, in this episode, I want to explore how working with your dreams can facilitate transformational healing. It's very common for my clients to have dreams with young children and to bring them into sessions, even children, uh, so children in the dream, infants in dreams, and teenagers. Okay, you might hear this and think, okay, and. (laughs) So sometimes these dreams can be spirits of children that have transitioned and passed. Uh, These spirits may be peering into our dream world for a momentary second or vice versa. We're peering into their world where they are for whatever reason. Or they can be children who are yet to come, like the children I spoke of in dreams in episode 46. So those would be children that are yet to incarnate, are on their way wanting to be born. But also... Often young children and teens and infants in our dreams are younger versions of ourselves we haven't integrated. Unfamiliar, unrecognizable, like a stranger. How do these younger parts of ourselves become so mysterious, I think is an important question. Like, how can it be that a part of myself, my very self, seems like a stranger in a dream? I would say from the divide, like the very far divide born inside of us when we experience deep wounding and trauma. So I want to share a story from my client work that really demonstrates this, uh, I think, very deeply. And it's representative of scenarios that I have seen come through my private one-on-one practice for a very long time. So several years ago during a client session, a client told me about a dream that took place in a movie theater. 
And while watching a film, there was like this chaos and commotion broke out in the theater. I can't remember exactly what happened, but there was, you know, some sort of chaos and conflict. So to get to safety, she and everyone in the movie theater rushed out to leave. And while making her way through the lobby and out onto the street, she saw one small young girl. And this young girl was just like covered in dirt and soot and she was in ragged clothes. She looked really, really scared and was lost. And my client hesitated as she was making her way out the building and kind of wondered, you know, hey, where where is this child's parents at? But after like a like you know a millisecond of that thought, she just kind of kept running out of the theater to get to safety. And as she left the theater, she was struck by how the young girl's eyes stayed locked on hers the entire time. So there was like this meeting of eyes moment. So after she described this dream, I asked her, you know, like, who do you think the little girl is? Um, I don't know, but she looked so sad and lonely. I felt bad for her, but I, I just needed to get to safety, she said. And then I got like really curious. Is there any possibility she could be a part of yourself left behind? Like a younger self? And she looked at me. I remember like her kind of like looking at the sky, like hmm, 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 wondering. Um, I don't know, she said. I, I didn't really recognize her. So I wasn't ready to take this off the table yet. And if you listen to episode 47, you'll notice there's a theme about strangers and dreams having sometimes more meaning than we think. So based on our current and previous sessions with this client, I had this really strong intuitive hunch that this child was a lost part of herself, disconnected and annexed away in her psyche, as well as the psychic ethers of the, you know, the, the universe, the world. So as my client and I continued to explore her dream, I guided her through an intuitive process to meet this little girl. And she was really surprised by the amount of emotion that started to well up in her upon this meeting. And then suddenly like these tears were just really streaming down her face. So let's pause in the story and reflect on an important question. Was this emotion just an empathetic person feeling sad for a child left behind? Something understandable that anyone might feel? or something deeper. So while both she and the little girl received each other initially like strangers, so in this initial meeting, there was a sense of like, no, I don't know her, she's a stranger. As we stuck with it and stayed with the experience and I continued to guide her, what was interesting is that suddenly some memories actually started to emerge for her in her mind. Memories long forgotten, memories pushed aside, and memories hidden in the deep crevices of her being that matched about the age that this child was that was in the dream. And after some time, a spark of light lit up her face, and she opened her eyes, and she looked at me, and it was true. This young, lost girl was a part of herself, a part she'd never worked with, forgotten and left behind. An age where life at home was chaotic and stressful, pretty much like the movie theater in a different way. So over the weeks that followed, I gave my client different homework practices to continue fostering a relationship with this lost part of herself. And slowly the guarded energy in her adult self and this younger self started to melt away. So it started like softening this relationship between her and this younger part. 
And what blossomed through was a deeper sense of love for both her adult self and her younger self. This connection with her younger self that came through in a dream was a complete game changer. Game changer, okay? Working with her dream and the subsequent homework afterwards that I gave her improved both her relationship with herself and her partner. At the time, she was really navigating like difficult dynamics in her partnership. She was struggling to trust and feeling really guarded after these kind of heated, hurtful exchanges that would happen between the two of them. And while it seemed completely unrelated at the time to her, the part of her that was guarded and acting up in relationship was the same little girl annexed away, scared in the lobby of the movie theater in her dream, waiting desperately to be held. So let me make sure you're tracking with me before I continue. What I'm saying is, is that this younger self that she met in a dream was the key to unlocking a very difficult relationship dynamic that she'd been locked in for a very long time. This younger self felt abandoned, lost, left behind, uncared for, and distrusting. So desperate and hungry for love, terrified by it at the same time. So as my client continued working with this younger part of herself, challenging conversations with her partner actually started to become a little bit easier. It's not like, you know, all of a sudden things were just easy peasy, but they were way less stressful. There was way less tension, way more productive conversations. And needs she was convinced her partner needed to fill started actually to become nourished by this inner relationship with herself. So in other words, things that she used to fight her partner about like just fell away because she was, you know, doing this amazing self-nourishment work. And finally, she was able to get to the heart of the present day needs she truly needed to address with her partner rather than getting lost in the past projected pain of that lost little girl. Hey there, Marcy here. Speaking of the power of healing, I believe at the center of all healing is a reconnection to our intuition, the seat of our inner truth and authenticity. Now, the question is, how do we do that? I would say that we learn how to hear and trust our inner voice. That's really what it comes down to. And I would love to invite you to watch my free masterclass, Hear Your Inner Voice, where I explore this topic and I explore the three main obstacles to hearing our intuition and how to address them. You will walk away with practical exercises and tips that you can start implementing right away. And those three obstacles that I notice the most are self-doubt, knowing the difference between fear and intuition, and discerning our own heart's guidance. You can watch this free masterclass now at marcymoberg.com forward slash masterclass. That's marcymoberg.com forward slash masterclass. I can't wait to share with you more. Let's talk for a moment about soul loss. Dream teacher Robert Moss calls this phenomenon of annexing a part of ourselves soul loss. In fact, many people kind of talk about it with that language. 
And this divide happens when we experience trauma or extremely stressful situations. I've even seen this happen when a part of ourselves is really, really attached to a place, time, or person from the past. Now, regardless of the reason, a part of our soul literally gets left behind, okay? So I want you to think about it like we have an energy body, and when this happens, a part of our energy body literally leaves us. It's like a piece of us siphons off. Sometimes energetically in the same place where the events happened, sometimes this energy or this part of ourselves is in a specific time frame, and sometimes in a safe space where a part of our psychic energy just hides out for a really long time. That's quite common, by the way, in trauma situations, that a part of us might kind of split off and stay somewhere safe. So actively working with our dreams can facilitate immense healing and really help us integrate these lost parts of ourselves that we may not even know are missing and often result in more presence and less reactivity in our everyday life. But healing through dreams doesn't just stop at soul integration and this idea of soul loss. There are also other ways that dreams can foster healing. So for example, uh, I've seen dreams facilitate healing where a direct message brings relief. Like the time a guide of mine showed up with a doctor's stethoscope and told me to keep listening here and she pointed to my heart. Like lovingly taking that stethoscope and putting it on my heart and then putting the earpieces of that, like in my ears. And she just kept pointing, like, listen here, listen here. She finally provided a really clear path forward and reminder for how to take my next steps with something that I was struggling with. It was like this issue that I just kind of kept cycling with over and over and over again. And it was just this dream that was enough to heal some aspects of self-doubt that were kind of keeping me from moving forward and to give me clarity and open up my path. Another example is feeling held by the sacred presence we experience from well-spirit contact. I've seen this happen a lot for clients when a loved one who's passed and transitioned shows up, or sometimes just a really beautiful transcendental, almost like meeting with a guide, Um, or even just like some gentle support. So like the time an ancient ancestor taught me and and completed some sacred rituals as I was on my path in a dream, we were like in this journey in like a transporting in a dream. And before parting, we exchanged offerings with each other, which was just so sweet and beautiful. And I felt held in so much love. There was not words exchanged. Uh, It was just this really, I don't know, quite profound uh, meeting. And the peace that was healing for me was simply the presence. So the presence alone sometimes of someone in a dream can remind us how much we are supported, how much we are loved, how much we are guided. And that in and of itself can be healing. Returning to an old scene to foster resolution. This is something I see happen a lot. Sometimes I have clients that come to me and they keep dreaming of like the same time frame over and over and over again. And it may be that they're, they're going back to that same kind of dynamic in high school or that same dynamic in middle school or whatever, because they're trying, their soul is trying to create resolution. I've seen this happen with with clients uh, the most who have dreams in houses that they grew up in, sometimes returning to a memory, a time frame, or a scene where a wound needs, needs tending. And leaning into dream work with these dreams can really create a deep sense of resolution, letting go, and sometimes even forgiveness. And then meeting parts of ourselves lost along the way. This is like the soul loss piece, right? And this can include younger parts of ourselves, like the story I shared with my client's movie theater, 
or even parts of our personality we lost along the way. I've seen this happen like the dancer that we left behind when we stopped dancing at 20 or the painter we neglected as we let our painting supplies just continue to gather dust in the corner of a closet. So sometimes it's also literally like a part, an essential part of our um, personality, part of ourself that we've kind of left behind that we've neglected. It doesn't even necessarily have to be a situation of trauma or soul loss. But before I continue, I really want to pause for a moment and I want to invite you to check in and I want you to notice what dots are you connecting to your own dreams right now? How has healing happened in your dreams or as a result of your dreams? And this might be obvious or subtle. And a lot of times I've I've known a lot of people uh, that have had healing and dreams and maybe just didn't even recognize how healing a dream was until they really, really... uh, paused to reflect on that. So let's really close with talking about how we facilitate healing through our dreams. And there's a couple suggestions I have for you to get started. And one is to set an intention to be open to healing that can come through your dreams. It sounds simple. It's honestly missed all the time. (laughs) Like so many of us on planet earth have dreams and we just don't even notice. And many of us have the possibility for healing through dreams, and we are not open to that. So part of this is about bringing these aspects conscious. And this starts with believing in the first place that healing uh, through dream work can be possible. And then ends with consciously staying open to the possibility that your dreams are here to guide, grow, and heal you. Another suggestion I have is, to decide to consistently pay attention to and remember your dreams. This means don't pay attention to the one yearly flashy dream you might have. Okay, I mean, that's nice. It's good. There's probably some important stuff in it. But I do find that healing through dream work happens when we consistently recognize and work with our dreams. It's about consistency. This means a daily or weekly practice, monthly practice, whatever it is. But I I generally recommend like just paying paying attention to your dreams at least on a weekly basis. Um, And you can do this by recording your dreams when you have them and paying attention to any trends that you notice. Dreams do not happen, by the way, in isolation. Sometimes there are uh, messages that unfold throughout multiple series of dreams. And again, that goes back to something I've said many, many times again, I'll say over and over again until the end of time for my life. (laughs) And that is that intuition speaks in long sentences. So Sometimes we get a message in a single dream. Sometimes the message is unfolding over many dreams, many months, sometimes even several years. So this is why dream work can be completely life-changing in my experience when we really actually pursue it, we, we, we engage with it consistently. Okay, my last suggestion is give attention to the strangers in the dreams. You'll notice this is a theme between this episode and episode 47 because this connects with when I talked about meeting, uh, often we miss our guides that show up in our dreams. So don't just pay attention to the people you know in dreams. Please also pay attention to the main characters. And if there's a baby, a child, a teenager, consider that this might be, it's a might be, there's a lot of layers of whether that's true or not, but this might be a lost part of yourself or even a part of yourself seeking recognition and extra love right now. That's like my suggestions for you to start getting started and Of course, if you want to dive deeper into dream work, I'll be leading my dream interpretation program in the fall of 2021. 
and um, that's an opportunity. And I also have a very special limited opportunity for Dreamers open right now that you can find out more about if you join my uh, newsletter list, my email list, which is where I've been talking about it with people. Okay. So question for you. Did you enjoy this episode as much as I did creating it? If so, I really want to invite you to share this episode with one friend. And one of the easiest ways to share podcast episodes is to use the share button on Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. Apple uh, apps like this really make it easy to copy and share the link or even simply share through a direct message to your loved one. And I know that this is my very favorite way to share podcast episodes with the people that I love and friends. So thank you in advance for spreading them from the, the inspiration. And I'd be so grateful for you to just share it with just one friend. Okay, well, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed this series about dreams and the magic of dreams. Um, if you have a topic that you'd love to hear from me and you know, kind of cover on the podcast, there is an opportunity to submit questions. Uh, you can find out more about that in the show notes. And until next time, I will leave you with my personal mantra, being you takes courage. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me on my podcast, Tune In with Marcy. I hope you loved this episode and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts, share your rating, and leave a review. Ideally, five stars. That way, more people can find this podcast, which would be wonderful. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at my website, www.marcymoberg.com. That's my first and last name.com. Until next time, remember, being you takes courage. Lots of love. Thank you.